welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to another episode of Fertility Conversations. Today, we're joined by a lovely guest, Emma Grenbeck. She's a nurse and lives in Denmark. Emma is donor conceived with a positive mindset and is the author of the newly released book, Donor Child. She joins us today to share her story and tell us all about the inspiration behind her book and all the advocacy, sorry, advocacy work she does. So welcome, Emma, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So we usually start off by saying, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. So my name is Emma. Um, I'm 26 and I live here in Denmark. And um, yeah, I'm Jenikin Saved. I have both a mom and a dad. Um, and then I have two younger sisters who are twins. I love twins. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, so you may, you mentioned that you're donor conceived. Could you share a bit about your donor conception story as much or as little as you'd like to share? Mm-hmm. So, um, where to start? <laughs> um, so I've always known that I was donor conceived. Um, my parents tried various kinds of fertility treatment both private and public for almost six years and um, obviously they had told friends and family about this as well Um, and then when they were almost through with adoption they had one last cycle with frozen a frozen embryo and then that was me and it suddenly for some reason stuck and uh (laughs) and um finally expecting and um so my parents had already told friends and family about their fertility journey um but in Denmark at that time uh people would be advised not to tell the child about their conception right because the children were anonymous donation was the only option back then and the the donor was just match on my dad's appearance um so yeah so the advice was not to tell because how would I ever know but I think that my parents um they were always worrying like what was the worst thing that could happen and I think my mom tried to, as she says, she tried to eliminate things that could make me not want to have them as part of my life. And I think she felt that me finding out this big secret would be, could be such a huge trauma that I didn't want to have them as part of my life anymore. So they actually decided to, to tell from I was just a baby. So they made like a children's book with um, pictures and drawings of friends and family and themselves and um, explained the story of them wanting to have a child. But 
not being able to conceive naturally and how they needed the help of what they call a kind man in the book um, to have enough sperm to put on my mom's eggs to to have me. So kind of a very positive, happy um, explanation of how I came to be. Wow, that sounds so sweet. Yeah, um, I don't feel you on that. And, and actually, even very brave as well, right? Because you you highlighted that back then, as it was in many other places, that um, people advised not to tell. Yeah, to to have them choose to tell. Yeah, you know, when obviously that means they were the minority at that time, and for sure, your you know your feelings first, which is just amazing. I completely agree, and I think that that is a major part of why I feel how I feel today and also why I have such a close relationship to them. But yeah. they were very, very brave. And, um, yeah, I, I know that my mom always say that they feel very lucky that they handle things the way they did, despite right. everything. And um, that is also a huge part of why I want to share and try to give a little bit back to this community so that people can get a bit more help navigating through donor conception because it is just so incredibly tricky isn't it yeah like there's so many difficult choices to be made exactly and again there is a lot of negative view of donor conception as well based on experiences of other uh, donor conceived children uh, who uh, felt betrayed because their conception story was hidden from them. So it was really amazing to come across your YouTube channel and your page um, sharing your positive story because I think that when people are thinking of using donor gametes and having a lot of information that is negative in the public or society, mm -hmm. it can make people feel uncomfortable and unsure on how to proceed. Mm -hmm. So hearing your story and how amazing it turned out uh, was great, right? Because it helps to give a balanced view of yeah. how donor conception could be. Yeah, because I think it is, it, it is also important that we hear the stories where things have gone wrong or, or things have not been handled in maybe the best way so that right. we learn also to navigate around these things. But um what I tell people often is that this was also the case for me before I realized that people needed to hear this this side of donor conception as well uh because I know other people who donor conceived who were told from from babies as well mm -hmm. and they feel very similar to me and um but they don't talk a lot about it they don't share about it because it's such a minor part of their life now like everyday life they don't think about their donor conception yeah so I think a lot of people who when you're not hurt by something you don't tend to to think that much about it and you don't tend to um yeah, you don't think to to communicate this out into the world in the same way. Yeah. 
And thank you for saying that, you know, saying that it's important to hear both sides and people that are happy with a uh, being do not conceived and people that feel that we're hurt as well because they were lied to or information was kept secret. So um, in some places and here in Nigeria, you still have a lot of people uh, talking about not telling if they do have, uh, if they do use donor gametes and have a donor conceived child because they're afraid of what people can say, if family and friends will treat the child differently. Mm-hmm. Um, what will be your advice or opinion to anyone listening um, considering using donor gametes, either eggs or sperm or embryo adoption? I would say that in my opinion, it is not an option to to not tell. I don't think that that is the best choice for the child. I think that the chances of people getting hurt when when you don't tell are very, very high because we're so advanced in our health care technologies um, today that the chances of finding out are so, so high. So I would never risk to, to go there. And also, you if you choose that, you would have to be sure that no one knows except from yourself. But because there are many cases of people who've been told by friends or family, even though the parents didn't want them to know, I think it's just, it's so hard. And I think that, it is a really, really big secret to to carry around for so many years. Right. Um, and I can't imagine that not creating some kind of distance in the relationship. Because what I felt is that um, my parents being honest with me and us knowing that we were special and in some way choosing to be a family um has actually made us even closer i guess well said thank you for sharing and when will be a good time to start having conversation with uh, any donor conceived child yeah i think this is also very interesting because um a lot of people they uh want to wait until the child understands and i think it's too complicated to try to communicate this to a child But I think that that is, um, I don't think that's the best way to go about it. I think actually it is an advantage to start off early because um, as much as the child benefits from learning this eventually and this never being something that you were sat down and told, never having that shock of realising this, um, just making it, a natural part of life um, I think it's very healthy and also I think it's very good for the parents to sort of um, rehearse telling this story because there can be a lot of trauma connected to to donor conception and um, I think it is important that the parents also um, rehearse telling this in um words that they find comfortable and um, then they start small and then the questions from the child gets more and more advanced and they get time to like get used to to talking about this subject as well 
And um, I think that is positive for both parts, actually. And I think if you wait, um, what I've, I've experienced from people who've done so is that they wait for the perfect time and uh, the perfect time never appears. And then they actually wanted to tell when the child was six, but then the perfect time was not there or something happened in the family. And then they postpone, postpone, postpone. And then suddenly the child is teenager or grown up and then they then get the chance to tell. And so you end up in a very tricky situation, I think. That's well said, you know, and it's great, like you mentioned, say start, start early because then you can practice and to, to find think, the right way to say it. Yeah. I think that's very important. Yeah. Because it is complex for the for the parent and for the child. So it's important to definitely. And do you have any tips or books that you would recommend for? Um, so I my parents made the book themselves and um, definitely gives like a personal touch, which is really nice. <laughs> I loved reading the book as a child. If that is too much, I know that sensitive matters have done like an online version where you can do sort of like your own story and you can put in pictures and stuff like that. I think that's a really nice way. And I think that yeah. books like this also because then this is a really nice way for the parents to rehearse. They just need to read it out loud, say the same things, and then uh, eventually the child will ask questions and then the conversation can start from there. Yeah. I think that's, that's very, very helpful. And, um, yeah, I know people who've also, I, I know my mom also did that, wrote letters for the child to um, read as as they grow older to make them understand also the situation from yeah from a, a different perspective um that can also be a very great great resource I think yeah and it's really sweet to um I mean thanks for sharing sensitive matters I, I met her actually at the yeah. fertility show in the UK and it, yeah you're right it's actually an amazing resource uh, but it's actually great to see that, again, your parents made your book. That must have made it really feel special, you mm-hmm. know, to have a book dedicated and created for you as a child. Yeah, um, I've I've always loved reading it, and it still means very, very much to me. Yeah. And are your siblings, you mentioned earlier that you have twin siblings, siblings rather, uh, are they also dinner-conceived? So I have um, siblings who are two years a little less than two years younger than me. And actually they are not donor conceived. They are my dad's biological children. And uh, the reason for that was a new, at that time, uh, a new method becoming available in Denmark, which is ICSI, um, which is very well established today. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. But at that time uh, we were just... um, so from me to them, it became a possibility. And therefore, um, obviously, my parents had spent so much time having their first child. So they thought, well, we might as well get going with um, 
with trying for for sibling uh, and so they started off with uh, easy and it just went great so wow. yeah incredible isn't it, it is yeah <laughs> that's the exact word I was thinking I was like oh that's incredible um wow. so yeah our family consultation was also a bit weird uh with with me being donor conceived and and the twins being my my dad's biological children but um it has it I know that a lot of people experience secondary infertility so that Mm -hmm. that would be the opposite way around and so they are often very interested in our relationship and if it has caused difficulties in my relationship to my parents or my sisters and I would say that it's been obviously we've never known anything other than this but um it hasn't been an issue really I've had times feeling lonely when I was a teenager and spiraling into that um being because of my donor conception Mm. I think it was just teenage hormones and a lot going on and then my sisters being twins I felt yeah. left out because that's how you feel when you have uh siblings who are twins I I think that's like that in all well families I guess uh they just have some yeah kind of yeah and I can only imagine like it's yeah, you just you're just not a part of that special bond that they have, and that's so fair. I I completely understand that, but yeah, it could make me feel a bit, bit left out, I guess, and that could made me spiral into negative thoughts. But I always knew that it was not the case, and we were able to talk about it openly in the family, and um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's very important, you know, talking and having those conversations because, again, regardless of how your family is created, people can have different emotions at different times, and it's just important to keep yeah. the conversations open. Yeah, I think so too. Now, I actually, you know, there's when people think about donor conception, there's always sometimes fear, uh, and of course, when you see some movies not necessarily always portrayed appropriately uh, people get concerned that if they use um, if they have to know conceived children is there a possibility that uh, they could eventually date or marry a half sibling mm-hmm. have you had any concern about this or what are your views um Honestly, I never thought about, well, it's weird because I never thought about other donor conceived people when, before I entered the, like, donor conception community, um, Mm. before I started sharing myself. So I've never thought of that being a possibility and I've never thought of it being an issue also um we did like just for fun a calculation of how um of the chances of that happening 
in Denmark, of course, with the numbers um, for one donor used per family and all of these things. And it's just so, so unlikely. So um, I've never worried about it at all. And um, also one of the things I understand why you wouldn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I'm like, well, people have had different parents than what they've thought for decades. And uh, it hasn't been an issue. Why make it an issue? Right. So there mu- this must have been a problem before and we haven't like seen a huge impact of that well yeah I'm not worried about it it's so unlikely thank you for sharing and I think there are tests that people can do anyway right like sure yeah uh, yeah, yeah. you can just do yeah okay um and of course in speaking about you not ever being you know concerned about this or even aware of it uh, mm-hmm. until you got into the Dono um, community. Uh, another aspect that people that I have seen sometimes in the Dono community is people also wanting to seek out um, their donors and other potential half siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something that you've been interested in or done? So um, also half siblings was something I had never thought about before um, entering the community as well. Um, I've just, yeah, I don't know why actually, but um, I've never had any interest in knowing donor half siblings. And um, I think a major part of that is because I have siblings of my own. I think it was, right. if I was an only child, that might be different. Um, and then I think I've, I've never wanted to know more about my donor as well. I've never wanted to look for information about him. Obviously he's anonymous, but there's so many ways today with DNA testing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, to seek more information, but that's never been of any interest. I I think I've just, well, I've always known that he was anonymous. It, was, it wasn't a possibility that uh, I got information about him. And I think I've just been okay with that for so many years. And, and that's just been such a natural part of my life then that, I've never felt the need and also in some way I feel like it could only like it could meet a nice guy but also there's a really big chance of disappointment and I'm not seeing like the huge benefit of that meeting then why go through that that can potentially be um something that is hurtful to me in some way I I 
I just haven't seen any benefits from from that um, until now. So we talk a lot about it and um, my parents are very open um, about it with me as well. So we talk about that things change throughout life and um, major life events if someone were to pass away or when I have children myself, um, like these major life-changing events can can easily change how you feel about something. So we talk about that it might be a possibility that it could change someday and that's okay. Then I can go out. I have my family support to go out and seek more information. But at the moment, I don't need it. <coughs> sorry. sorry yeah thank you for sharing that because I think sorry it's just important and it's good to see that everyone is different uh some people might feel the need to seek out the donor and have siblings and others might not and of yeah. course even if you don't feel like it now that could also change in the future so it, I think it's important um that people just aware of and it's great that your family supports you whichever way you choose to pursue at any point in yeah, and I, I think it's important that we support people in, in making up their own minds. Like the journey conceived people, it's okay to feel one way, but it's also okay to feel like you want to know him, but it's also okay if you don't want to. Exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, you've, you've highlighted that your parents are very supportive. And again, another thing that I hear or see rather, and the donor community or you know just things on social media uh is often the term the right term to use for a donor mm -hmm. uh donor x donor sperm uh some people would say that the donor is a parent mm -hmm. and some others not what's your opinion on that like yeah so for me also, because he's never had a big, like, part of my life, I've never wanted to uh, get to know him more. I think of him as a donor. I'm okay. very, very grateful towards um, him and what he's done for my family. And I think about him with happy thoughts and gratitude. But to me, he is no more than a donor. He um, I think to be a parent, you have to like invest time and yourself in the relationship. And um, obviously that is not the case here. And so I think that that donor is to me is. Um, yeah, I think that's enough for yeah. for what he means in my life and my dad is the one who's invested so much time and patience and um yeah raised me um and waited for me for so many years um so yeah I think that you have to earn that title yeah totally thank you for sharing that and for giving us so much insight into donut conception I think it's very important and it really is helpful for lots of people considering donor conception or even those that have already gone ahead 
I'm just wondering how to approach it for their children. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, I, hope, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the author of the newly released book, Donor Child. What yes. was the inspiration behind that? So actually, my inspiration to start talking about my donor conception was that a friend of mine is a lesbian and right. she, she wanted to create a family of her own. So she obviously needed a donor to go ahead with that. And so she asked me about my experience and that made me feel and think that maybe other people could benefit from, from my story and um, yeah. how my family and I have gone about everything related to my conception. And so I started my blog and started writing a bit about my donor conception. And I felt that there was a huge interest, especially in uh, something, someone who had known from childhood and um, someone who was not hurt by the fact that I was donor conceived. So yeah. I started to research a bit and I found all these very um, unhappy stories with people who were very upset that they were donor conceived and that was just so far from what I felt and how things have been in my life and that gave me the inspiration to write a book to tell like more in depth what what it has been like for me to be doing conceived and, and how it has affected our life and our family um, mm -hmm. and when because one of the things is that there has been times where it has had impact on my life and these I'm sharing in the book but most of the time I've had what I would say is a very ordinary childhood and I thought that was also important to, to share with people. So I wanted to create some resources that my parents lacked and longed for so much when they were going through their fertility treatment with um, donor sperm. Yeah. They really wanted to know more and to learn more and how to navigate this the best way. And these resources were just not there. Yeah. And I thought if if I can help creating some of these resources I would love to thank you for <laughs> so glad that your friend uh you know uh inspired you and got you to to start uh, blogging and creating this like you highlighted it is very important to have stories like yours for people to read about to listen to and just you know, know that there's somebody else out there yeah. like them or somebody else out there that considered this option and how it turned out and what to do and what not to do um, and ways to keep conversations open. So it's yeah, so that, important. That is really what I hope. I hope to inspire people to, to go about things in a way well, I wouldn't say the same way as my parents, but do some of the things that I can tell that has worked for us and hopefully 
um, make them work in their family as well because while cultural and um, yeah, family differences, obviously you would need to take them into consideration as well. But but I think that most of these things can work in in most families, and I hope that people will get inspired and um, do things that works for them. Thanks for sharing. And how can people purchase your book? It's on um, Amazon. So you can just um, search for the title. And also they can go to my website. I also have um, links for for way to find the book there. Okay. And uh, also on my Instagram, I can I can direct people to to the book. Okay, perfect. So I'll put the link for your book and your Instagram in the show notes so that way people can access it. Perfect. And for anyone looking to connect with you, what's the best way to reach you as well? I think the best way to reach me is also through Instagram. If you just send me a message through Instagram, I'll I'll reply there. Um, that is, um, yeah, definitely the easiest way for me to to know that I, I don't over, overlook something. Right. Thanks for sharing that. And as a wrap-up, Emma, are there any words of advice or any last words that you'd like to share with anyone considering uh, donor conception? Um, well, I would advise people to seek out communities. And um, in, in my experience, I've seen that Instagram is a bit more positive than facebook oh really okay (laughs) i don't know if that's an uh advice um but yeah i think it's a great great resource to find like-minded people maybe maybe it's a bit ahead of you in in the whole process so that you can um learn from their experience and then um yeah of course just also try to I would also say try not to worry too much yeah I know that's one of the things like my mom has worried throughout her whole life if they made the right choice and I obviously think that they made a great choice (laughs) I'm very very happy with life and I'm um, so grateful for the family that I have and um yeah, I think that is a shame that she spent so much energy worrying about that. Yeah. But it's amazing that she also put that energy to do the right thing, even though lots of people were not doing at that time. Yeah. That took a I lot think, of, yeah. I think my parents have done amazing. And I also think that they're so brave, like today. Yes. They also support me in sharing this story, also making it very public um something that's quite private yeah yeah their life as well and obviously I asked them before I went ahead with everything but now they're they're also um taking part in my Instagram they're doing lives also my dad is sharing (laughs) his uh infertility to support um men going through infertility themselves I think it's just they're so cool. They're just amazing. 
Yeah, that's amazing because, you know, you just hear sometimes all you need is one other person's story. You just hear that story and you feel encouraged and you see that you're not alone. And that's so important. And to have you and your parents sharing and helping so many people, that's just amazing. It means a lot. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emma, for, for coming on the show today and for sharing your story. And just, you know, giving a lot of advice and, you know, sharing your experience because, again, do not conception is um, increasing globally and lots of people are considering that option. Uh, but being able to find resources or listen to other people's stories and know uh, the right way to go about it and other things that you might want to avoid is so important. So thank you so much for coming here and sharing and for your book as well, uh, which I just ordered on Amazon. So uh, when I do read it, I'll review it and also uh, you know, let you know. <laughs> yeah, please do so, I'd love to. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for coming today. And uh, we do look forward to having you again in the near future. Thank you for having me, it was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.